Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, DGens and DGenettes, to another episode of the Alfalfa Podcast. We are four radically moderate entrepreneurs and investors swimming in the messy gray ocean, serving up alpha in money, politics, and life. We are Nick Urbani, Eric Johansson, Stephen Cesaro, and I am Armand Asadi. All links at alfalfapod.com. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you are listening or watching on YouTube and follow us on the socials. And most importantly, hop in our Discord to join the community for the after party and more Alfalfa. Welcome to another episode of the Alfalfa podcast. Are you looking at me right now? You better be, you son of a jackal. Um, <laughs> get on YouTube and look at me, you beautiful sons and women. Well, I don't know what just happened. Daughters there, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Get on YouTube. You know what? You little rascals, most of you don't even know that we have two YouTube channels. We have two YouTube channels. One is for our main episodes. One is for our clips. And we're not getting enough fucking views on our clips. You guys want more views? I want more views. Let's get That'd some more nice. views. That'd be nice. That helped my self-esteem a little is bit. That, is, that, is that like a good fatherly kind of anger or was it a little, little too much? Do we no, do no, that was appropriate. That? Is that what you wanted? Yeah, thank you. This is what you wanted? Okay. No, it comes from full love. Go back. If you want to see my loving side, go to the Mushrooms episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This moment is for engagement and views. No. Um, But for real, we are stepping up our production. We got Sly in the house who's helping us with our video and audio. Our, Our camera lenses are improved. We're negotiating deals for a studio. We're talking to... Sponsor soon. Shit's happening, guys. Like and we're almost um, a real podcast. We're almost a real <laughs> podcast. And we promise to always be kind of amateur about it at the same time. Oh, I believe we will be. Yeah. Yeah. So um <laughs> we would love for you to check out the YouTubes and uh and join us there. And um uh what was my other call to action that I wanted to You're asking me? Know? I don't remember yeah. what Discord? Oh yeah, Discord. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, we've mentioned Discord many times, but I have another reason for you to join. And that is that there's some incredible loving, giving people in there. We mentioned two episodes ago that we received an incredible gift, uh, an anonymous one. I won't mention their name, a box of a case of wine from dry farm wines, just absolutely incredible people. And they're not just, I'm not saying come to the discord and do nice things for us. That's not what I'm trying to say, but all these people that are helping each other answering each other's questions. There are people that are like, I'm subletting to this person. How do I handle this like contract negotiation? There's like other people that are like talking about their trades. There's just, it's a community of people. If you like us, you'll probably like these people. So our discord is at alfalfapod.com. That is the end of this commercial break. I mean, Let's go to the fucking episode. I mean, wait, can you imagine being in a discord and liking it so much that you're like, I have to send wine. Mm-hmm. No, I, I actually can't. Uh, the only Discord I've been in that I feel that way is my own. So, <laughs> so I'm sending you guys wine. Well, and nobody sent me wine, so no. <laughs> no. But you know what's amazing about it? Okay, you know what's amazing about it too is like now everyone's even tweeting about it. Like we have our we have like a little tweet our Twitter army out there like supporting us. Like I've noticed that like when people are asking, like influencers are like, "What's your favorite crypto podcast?" Like our people are out there going like alfalfa pod, alfalfa pod, alfalfa pod. Like you got to check this shit out. And that's really, really cool. So it's great. We need, we need like our own Cardano army. Ooh. Like wh- whoever those people are that are supporting the price of that stupid thing, like 
God. Like if we if we could like channel one yeah. percent of that into it shilling, just won't die. The it won't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, will it die ever? Do you think? I, no. My shorts are hoping. Yeah. <laughs> you shorted before the update. Mm-hmm. So Stephen, you're in good spirits, but we're going to talk about an aspect of things that is still light, but important to life itself, and that is, um, well, would you would you would you like me to uh, use the the phrase, or would you like? To, oh no, to like so. If, if you were in the Discord, you you probably saw me, uh, you know, not not completely venting. losing my shit the other You're day, but you know, I was I had an emotional moment. Um, Feeling like very overwhelmed lately. I mean, overwhelmed for a long time. Uh, I don't know if it's stress or anxiety or whatever, but I, I've noticed it like manifesting in various ways in, in my life. Like my my attention span has gone to zero. My memory has gone to negative eight, except for anything related to you know like a, a sonata or like a crypto thing. Um, my ability to just like sleep it doesn't exist i'm having dreams about uh charts and 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 in eth nuking and 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 basically i just feel like sort of chronically like agitated unsettled and it reminded me of an earlier conversation we had this year uh where we talked a little bit about uh the concept of like uh, dope we talked about like dopamine yes. addiction was this right? its own episode or was it at the end of one of our episodes, I think it was at the end. We, of, it was before we did the three we format. Didn't it was split just sort it. of a th- yeah. So uh, maybe a lot of people haven't even um, heard it, but somebody in the Discord it was Dante. I think. I think Love it was Dante, Dante, the Argentinian. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he told me to check out the uh, Bankless did a great episode with the psychology of money guy, and Morgan I listened Nelson. to it. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, mm. there's a lot of stuff that I. I he didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. Like I, I already know all those things, but that's very um, on brand. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. At that. <laughs> I, I, look, as, as somebody who's basically gambled with money for 22 years of his life at this point, it's <laughs> been kind of outrageous actually. Now that I think about it, um, like, I'm very familiar with the, you know, the, the swings and the things people say to do in, in theory, but like many other people, I, I am also like a creature of habit. And um, I think w- I had a conversation with you where you were telling me about a lot of your little productivity and stuff, some stuff you do. And I was like, oh, I remember when I used to do that. And now I just sort of wake up and it's just like my life is chaos. I open up a chart and I'm just reacting. To th- I feel like I'm re- this is actually a good description of how I feel like my life is. I feel like I just wake up and like react to stuff like a squirrel constantly. Um, anyway, I feel a little better today because I've unloaded like a significant portion of my, you know, positions and I'm just sort of sitting in cash and, and chilling and it's, it's cleared my head a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about this, this anxiety, this like, uh, just general feeling of like unsettledness and, and, and how it's like spilling over into a lot of parts of my life. It reminds me of like kind of the end of my poker career as well. I used to play online poker, play uh, online poker, played a lot of tables at once, played for like really high stakes. And it was also super stressful. And I remember 
turning into a very anxious, agitated person with a short fuse and a short memory. And like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like replaying uh, the early phases of my life again. So uh, I was curious. Well, I, oh, I, I actually totally forgot. Cause we were talking about this with, um, with our, with the, with our producer Sly earlier. And he, he informed, he informed me that um, what I am is I am, I am chronically online. Apparently this is a, this is a thing with the kids these days. Um, and, and it really resonated with me because I feel like that is my life. I'm like in the discord, I'm on a chart, I'm on my phone, like looking at a chart or looking at the discord. I'm on Twitter. Like my Twitter time is through the roof. And like, yeah, I feel like uh, a part of my brain is just permanently on the internet and I don't know how to undo it because it is such like an integral part of my life now with what I do for a living and this pod and everything. So uh, I guess the Cliff's Notes is I need help. Help me, Armand. <laughs> I'm I'm really curious what, um, and I was saying this before the episode. I'm, I'm I'm really curious what Eric has to say about a lot of these ideas and 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 challenges because I feel like Eric, you're the kind of person who generally um, it's it, it's it's kind of a bit of a challenge, right? Because you've never fallen into some of the traps to the degree that Steven has. So I think it can be maybe, but, but you also are a very compassionate human being and you're very, you're very easily able to empathize. So you understand these challenges and you've developed rituals, patterns, and habits in your life to navigate around those things by having, I think if I observe you, maybe I'm off, you tell me if I'm right. I think a lot of your beliefs drive your behavior you have beliefs about what these things that we all do, the devices in our lives and the priorities in our lives represent. And I think that that goes a long way for you. For me, I'll just say this briefly and then I'll kick, kick it over to you and we'll have a whole discussion about this. But I want to say, Stephen, I first of all, just generally um, commend you and acknowledge you for sharing this stuff ever. Like our friendship, like Eric can, <laughs> knows this, like, We've gotten to know you over the last few years and like, you're an onion, bro. You're all a right, big yeah, onion. Don't make it weird. You know, I want to make it a little weird. I'm, I want to make it weird a little bit. Steven can't handle it. He can't handle it. He can't handle it. I think it was like, too much. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. To I just want to commend you for like sharing this stuff because every single person in the world goes through this stuff. And for us to share it on a podcast and be vulnerable about it and just be transparent about you know, yeah, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much success you have, no matter how much, whatever you have, uh, we all go through this stuff and it's super, super normal. For me, um, I went through a phase extremely similar to what you're talking about. Like just honestly, it was up until a couple months ago and it happened very rapidly. It like escalated very rapidly and I hit a rock bottom very rapidly and everybody's rock bottom is very different right? You know, rock bottom for one individual is like, you know, they're fucking pumping their veins full of heroin versus another individual is like, okay, I'm, I'm out of time and I'm stressed and I need to, to slow down. And, and for me, it was this feeling as, as you described very similarly, like a feeling of agitation, not being my best self, losing concentration, uh, not being able to switch gears easily absolutely not being able to multi multitask more than I ever, you know, more than, more than usual. Um, so many things I, the list list goes on, not sleeping well, having weird dreams, um, 
missing out on workouts and feeling like my body started getting physiologically into pain, um, feeling a sense of fear every, you know, in, in, in small matters, like things that shouldn't be trivial matters that shouldn't really matter. I I would suddenly just kind of get like fearful and tight and stressed about them. And those are the signs that I had to see to just be like, okay, something is completely, completely off. And I'll, I'll get into some of like what I did and how I think an individual can and should recognize those moments. Cause most people wait too long. That's the main problem. I just see that like most people just wait until they achieve maximum pain <laughs> before they stop and readjust. And it becomes this like pendulum swing that's so extreme from absolute perfectly good 10 out of 10. I go to the gym and I meditate and I do this and I follow my schedule. And then the other side is like absolute chaos. And I think that what most people really want is what Nick actually refers to through a friend of ours, Daniel, which is the daily eight. The daily eight is like every day could just be an eight. doesn't have to be a 10. doesn't have to be a two. What if you could just show up every day? And it was just like the daily eight. So yeah, Eric, I, I feel like you have a good sense about a lot of this stuff and you tend to be in that kind of world of maintaining a daily eight for the most part. Maybe I'm wrong, but you tell me. I'm an eight. I'm an eight all day, every day. Uh, no, I, I want to actually go back cause, um, Steven, I'm, I've seen so much growth out of you, man. Uh, like I know you don't feel comfortable talking about this stuff. But, <laughs> You're correct. But like, <laughs> and I don't know if it's, if it's purely like your personal growth or if it's just the growth of our friendship over time, you know, collectively, but you are who you, you know, spend time with as well. So it's all of us growing together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe we're all sort of, you know, rubbing off on each other in a, in a positive way. Uh, but you know, I think this kind of conversation is, is like how, you know, Arma, Nick and I grew up from, from our, you know, 15 years of friendship. It's like having these things where we can lean on each other. Where it's like, Hey, I'm having a tough time and, and we're all there for each other. So the fact that you're even bringing it up shows me that, you're comfortable that we're friends. I like it, man. It's like what we've been sort of here for the entire time. So I'm, I'm glad I'm proud of you. Yeah, Um, We just just happen to have microphones now. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) We're recording for everybody. Yeah, and just, now everyone gets to. I just couldn't do it uh, not in public. Oh, on permanent record that's before. what it was. Yeah, I'm just a little shy. <laughs> like Prefers the permanent record. <laughs> okay. And then the next thing I'll say is, um, you know, like as we become more of these like people online, you know, right. We're, we're like publishing ourselves. Like, I think it's natural that we're going to um, become more into our external validation. You know, like how many views did we get? How many likes did we get? How many downloads? And, and that stuff does impact your psyche. But I think where, where I shine and like, I think how, how I'm good at this, it's like, I'm not a guru. I don't, I don't like, I think a guru gives you steps like do this, do this, do this. I think my, my thing is, is less guru and it's more just like focusing on the values. It's like, I know internally that I have good friends. I got a good family. I got a good girl who I just married, who loves me. And like all the other stuff is mostly just noise, right? Like the, the market vicissitudes are going to impact your, 
your emotional state on any given day, but just trying to remember what is really important in life. And, you know, maybe it's easier said than done, but like, that's, that's how I sort of manage it. Always just focusing on what's truly important and understanding like what you value. Um, that's so maybe, wise, dude. That's seriously yeah, so wise. Most people focus on what they don't have. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's like profound or if it's just stupid, but like, that's, that's how I do it. And I'm a daily eight guy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think just try, try to focus and, and Steven, look, look at you, man. You, you got good friends. You got a girl who loves you. You got a great house and great life in San Diego. Like what could go wrong? You know, like well, what, what could possibly go wrong? Well, what can yeah, go Eve, wrong? Eve could go to a hundred dollars. What does go wrong? And, and to get into the challenge a little bit, um, especially the one I experienced and I, it sounds similar to yours being chronically online is um, an extremely, extremely potent drug. And one of the challenges we have as uh, you guys have as investors and traders, I have as uh, just a human being or an entrepreneur who's constantly online, I am on every single goddamn platform you can imagine. I think the only one I'm not on is Twitch, apparently. Not sitting around watching girls in the hot tub or whatever they do, you guys were telling me about. There are so it's not, many. It's not a thing. We just made that up. Okay. No, it's not a thing. No, it is a thing. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't know that. Um, and um, thank God I don't have an OnlyFans addiction. Jesus, that would be bad. I don't have a porn addiction. Whew, that would be, that'd be unsettling. That'd be a lot. But I have addictions to these platforms. And I have a messaging addiction. What that means is I'm zero inbox always. You contact me, I'm going to get back to you at some point. Like I'm, I have, I receive a lot of messages. So sometimes my like friends who aren't in the business world or entrepreneurs, they sometimes get mad. They're like, you know, they send me the GIF. Like, where are you? Like, why haven't you responded? Cause it's been like 24 hours. I'm like, dude, like, I need like 72 hours. There's that many messages, but that's how, like, I think you are so, if I, if I'm not mistaken, you have unread text messages. That gives me so much anxiety. Steven is the guy. Guess how many unread text messages? It'll actually make my head hurt because my OCD will kick in and that red Thing with the number will actually on, show, like make me. Spin. I want to see. Can you show me? Can you show uh, me? I want, the, you guys I want to see the notifications. First. Okay, you have a hundred and twenty-four unread text messages. Oh, <laughs> how many? <laughs> Mom's about to have a panic. <laughs> it's five hundred and fourteen. What, dude? Well, that's just my text. Like, I, I got a Telegram, I got Discord notifications, I People got People that text got, like, you, those are inner circle. If someone has your phone number, that's like, they have your phone really, number. Not really, though, because you're in all these group chats and people are just talking nonsense. No, but that's like, I'm not in something unless like, oh my God, okay. See, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's the level that I'm at. Whatever those 514 are for you, I am responsive in all of that. I'm responsive in all of the email, all of the Telegram, all of the WhatsApp, 
all of the Discord. I don't fucking miss a Discord message. Have you guys seen someone at me and me not respond to it? Like, it's a lot. Like, it's my, my a lot. My are still broken, but I, I took it as a sign from God <laughs> to, like, take a break, you know? Like, your what's like, broken? Oh, your re- reply my, function? Yeah, I don't get notifications when people at me anymore. It doesn't show up in my inbox. So I, I like to look at these things in the order of, like, let's, let's first understand the problem. Let's actually uh, fully go into the pain of the problem. And then only then can we actually begin to talk about what could the world look like on the other side and examine uh, an opportunity and then be able to say, what is the solution? It's actually kind of like a business marketing thing. Well, but that's well, the way what I am like stunned by is like, I, I don't have 514 unread text messages because like, I just like hate people. Like this is just like a cry for help. Like I don't, I feel like I don't have time to like respond to all those messages or I've tried to do some batching thing, right. Where I don't look at messages, but then at the end of the day, I have like a hundred of them and I'm just like, I'm so tired. I can't do this. And then so you've got the text. Up. You've got work to do. You've got charts to look at. You've got um, FOMC meetings to watch. But but, but you're got, you're a busy guy too. Extremely. So I'm curious, like how you are probably just as busy as I am. It seems like you objectively get more done than I do. And your problem is, God, I'm just so committed to like answering all these messages. Like, how do you even get to that point where you can answer all the messages? Like, what are <laughs> what are you doing to get through your day and not feel like you are just losing your mind that that I'm not doing? Because you you mentioned something I don't do, which I've considered doing a lot lately, which is the uh, segmentation of your your day. You 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 block out time to do specific mm-hmm. stuff on a regular basis, right? Man, this could be like a three hour pod. Like, no <laughs> joke. Like no, but it's all important, interesting stuff that we can discuss. So damn. It, before you know me, like I don't like getting into the nitty gritty of like the how to's before Well well let's back up. What do you what yeah. do you think the root of Right, my angst is because I think that's, that that's most exactly of this, what I want. Yeah. I wanted to ask the same thing because I'm seeking to empathize with you, and I wanted I want to know I'm what's big, driving it. Exactly, I'm a big like, fan of like productivity and efficiency hacks, and I love Tim Ferriss, and he got me on like the right track with so many things, and that led me to other people. But I mostly think that stuff is bullshit, and the reason I think that stuff is bullshit is because it's like we're enhancing life by like ten percent. Really, we're not getting to the root of the matter. You can optimize and structure your life in great ways. But at the end of the day, I think it's a lot of what Eric is saying. And I'll add to it. I think that when we prioritize our life and we wake up in the morning, we do need certain things in place that I would call constraints or barriers, right? Like, for example, like you've talked about, like, let's do this thing where we don't plug in the phone, you know, near the bed because I'll take the drug away. Because at the end of the day, what we're really talking about is a drug. And the drug has taken over our lives. And we've become a fiend, and we need it all the time. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, we're chronically online. So what is the cause of that? So first, I have to get rid of the drug. Only when I get rid of the drug can I begin, be, can I begin to become conscious of my behavior. So oftentimes, in order for the pendulum to swing in the right direction, we have to get so away from the problem and the source of it to be able to even examine what the problem is. So what I like to do when the problem gets really bad is just get offline. 
That's why I have the fucking second phone that I've talked about in so many episodes. Like I have the second phone. For those that don't know, I have a second iPhone. I plug my SIM from one into the other and it has almost no apps on it, just the basics. Google Maps and Spotify and podcasts and just basic things. You know, be able to get around and listen to music. What that does for me, no email, no bullshit, I don't, you know, no browser, no nothing. What that does for me is it allows me to just fucking slow down, take the phone calls, respond to the text messages, and take it easy. If I want to take it to the next extreme, actually, shout out to fucking Nick. Nick is like an airplane mode junkie, right? He's always on do not disturb. And then if he's not on do not disturb, he goes into airplane mode. It's about swinging the pendulum the other direction, becoming aware of our reactions to the drug. When and how does my internal world tell me that I need to take an action? And what, uh, uh, you know, a shout out to a, a, a guy that I interviewed on Flow, Nir Ayal, who is an expert in this area, similar to kind of like um, uh, the deep work Cal Newport guy. So that's like a great resource for people that might be experiencing this issue. Have you read deep work? I think you'd really like it. Deep Work is a phenomenal book by Cal Newport, and it goes into all of this, the dopamine problem, the drug problem, the reaction problem, and how to actually get things done in a world that is constantly demanding. And and it's not just demanding your attention. It has you by the balls most of the time. You have no control. And so we have to starve our distractions. And the only way to starve our distractions is to first go to the other extreme, completely step away, and then observe all the biological, emotional, and mental responses we have to do something. So for example, I'm talking very theory because that's the way I think, right? Most people like examples. The example might be like, okay, you turn your phone off, you get away from everything, you go to a cabin for the weekend, and then all of a sudden you notice yourself, you're like twitching out. You're twitching out and you're like, oh, I need to look at the chart. Oh, I need to open my laptop. Oh, I need to check Instagram. And what happens is every time you resist that function, you become aware of where it's derived from. And when you start to understand where the root cause of that behavior comes from, you can have a new conversation with yourself and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. Who's in charge here? Who's in charge here? The fucking drug addict or me? Like me, me, the real me. And then you repattern those behaviors to say, what really matters. What do I really need to do? I don't need Telegram. I'm going to exit out of that app. I'm going to delete it. When I get home and get on my real phone, that's a, that's a, that's, that's an action. Write it down. Delete Telegram. Oh, you know what else I don't need? I don't need to check Instagram. I can delete that or whatever it might be. And you start to make a list of this shit and then you hold yourself accountable to that stuff. And that's where the Tim Ferriss comes in next. But it begins with this deep inner game of what is really going on here? Why am I so reactive to this drug? And only then can we start to do like efficiency, four-hour work week, apps on the computer that turn off the Wi-Fi or the apps. You know what I'm saying? Like all those hacks, for me, I think they come later. So so here's why I feel sort of trapped. I'm in a state where when you talk to me about like dopamine addiction or the idea that we're addicted to our phone, like, I am aware of all of this stuff, like hyper aware. And I've also enacted some of the stuff you suggest with, with great success, right? Like, so anybody who's tried to contact me on Instagram knows I'm not particularly responsive on Instagram. And it's because I decided like three or four months ago 
that Instagram didn't really have any critical part of my life, especially not my work life. Um, and so I turned notifications off and just by turning notifications off, I like never went on there anymore. And I noticed that even when I did go on there, like just like, oh, I'll check my messages. I would get sucked into like the infinite scroll loop and I'd be like, Oh my God, this stuff is like powerful. Um, Facebook became so useless to me that I just sort of like deleted it from my phone and never went on there again, basically. So freed myself of that. Um, but I can't seem to fully play out what you're talking about because my life is so inextricably linked to the internet. Like for example, like I'm very into your phone thing and I actually work on do not disturb mode, but it doesn't help a lot when I have a discord when I have a telegram, when well, I have all these other things. Laptop, when you're on your laptop, you have an infinite universe in front of you, right? And I imagine what's happening is you're literally just not only reacting to what's in front of you, that could be a Twitter feed, that could be a chart, that could be Discord, that could be a lot of things, but you're also creating stuff that's coming from ideas. So you're like, wait a second, that's an idea, capture that. Oh, Cow swap, boom, go there, open that. Like different things happen that come from inside and things that come from outside. So then all of a sudden you're in this like world, which I've been in, where you're just sitting there staring at your computer or your phone or whatever it might be. And you're not, it's not about like the Instagram is the problem or Facebook is the problem or whatever. It's that the problem is like actually a lack of intention. That's the problem. That's the problem I'm hearing you describe. That's the problem I got in. I would open my... I would, I would start my day. I'd have like meetings or whatever, but whatever free time, whatever open space was available. And I imagine you don't have many meetings where it's kind of the opposite. I like run a company. You're like, I run, I just do what I want to do. My curiosities drive my trades and what I want to learn about. And I learn and then I trade. Right. And maybe that's a bad way of describing it, but that's like essentially it's it. Not, it's not a charge. bad way of describing it. Like but I, you haven't, you have too much control. You have too much freedom. That's the problem. And I think that's the problem so many people get into is they have too much freedom, too much ability to just show up, live their life the way they want. And um, what happened to me is I realized that my desire for freedom led me down a dark place where I suddenly had no rituals, I woke up, did whatever the hell I wanted, and that was it. Instead of when I, my life was like highly structured and ritualized. And so the way I actually personally solved this challenge that I recently went through was I got serious about having structure again. And, and you alluded to this in the beginning of the conversation. It's like, I think that's the thing people struggle with the most is that the open, endless sort of expansive, unlimited availability of information becomes so overwhelming. And it's infinitely interesting. And you just go and you go and you go and then eight fucking hours go by and you don't know what happened. And then I imagine, this is how I felt, I start to feel like shit. I start to feel bad about myself. I start to scold myself that I wasted time, that I didn't eat. Oh man, I would get to the point where I'd be like, I haven't eaten today. 
I'm not even going to the bathroom because I've just been sitting and looking at this thing for hours and I find it interesting. And then I need, I, I'm like, I, I would get into those phases like where I literally no, would just I sit have, there. I should I have probably like one take day a shower. A week where I don't eat until like eight. Yeah. I just like forget to eat or I just, it's just like, I just don't care about eating. And that <laughs> is because there's no accountability. There is nothing or no one to show up for. And I think that you're in a unique situation personally, but I was in that situation too. But I think there are other people that have like jobs to show up to and things like that, that still actually fall into something similar. So anyway, what I did was I was like, okay, when I wake up, this is the way my day starts. But I can only do that by extracting myself from the problem, as I, as I previously was talking about. Extract away, observe, what does the ritual look like? And one of the things I did is I, I drew out my perfect week. What does my perfect week look like? You know, wake up at what time? Every day, what time? Go to sleep, what time? What happens in the morning? What happens in the middle? What happens in the evening? Like, how many hours am I spending on this? How many hours am I spending on alfalfa? How many hours am I spending on that? And like drawing it out, mapping it out, and then being like, I am holding myself to this no matter what. And I would fail. I would fail. I would not show up perfectly. I would use time blocks back to Nir Ayal. His methodology that he's explored is time blocks are the most effective way to kind of like get shit done and stay structured. You're probably familiar with that idea. Like, like high level familiar with it. And, and, and I, I do understand this, like, um, this is, this is why I know I'm like an addict because I do a lot of things that like I can't help doing and I know they're bad, but I do them anyway. The phone by the bed is a great point. Like you remember I like made that bet with you guys like a few yeah. months back that I wouldn't take the phone in the bedroom and I didn't and my life was great. And under the threat of losing money, I did it and everything was fine. And as soon as the bet was over, phone went back into the bedroom. Just complete addict. Um, I understand that a lot of my problems come from, somebody mentioned this actually in the Discord today, the, the idea of like... Uh, task switching or focus switching, whatever you want to call it. Like when you, I think this is why time blocking is is so effective. It's because like when you settle in on doing one thing with an intention, it takes you a while to get into that state. And when you switch off of it, it takes you like a while to get back into it. And I do think that's like a huge root of my stress and anxiety and unproductivity is that I am like, like quite literally doing like seven things at a time all the time because I'm just reacting to a bunch of stimuli around me. This is why like, I kind of like hate my monitor because it enables me to have so much screen space, but it's only used to put like more stuff on the screen and like overwhelm me. Totally. <laughs> Monitors I, are dumb, especially like having like seven of them. Yeah. I you feel know? like I work better on like the one laptop with like 12 inch, yeah. like whatever. Some, sometimes, one thing at a time. Sometimes one I thing wonder. at a time for sure. Um, so all that definitely resonates. Um, is that the root of your day like you decide i want to spend x amount of time a week on this stuff and then you figure out how to put that in a schedule on the calendar dude once the inner work i think is done and like stepping away and just being like why am i such a junkie and doing that and just giving yourself like a bit of a break and a holiday and that happens and you watch the reaction happen and then you kind of observe the reaction you go whoa that's not useful and you go through that whole phase once you do that i think that it's actually pretty easy to implement like things that make a huge difference. And I, 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 I've, I, I used to be in a former life, like a productivity, uh, you know, guy like teaching yeah. courses and, and, all this and I stuff. did too. And That's like, what's funny. About yeah. It. I used to have an insane <laughs> system. I like, as some of you probably know, like I get like really into things 
Right. And just, but when I got, when I had a productivity system, I realized I was spending my entire day on the productivity system the, and I was getting nothing done. So then yeah. I was like, screw the productivity system. I know someone like that. I'm just going to do what I want to do. But then I've gone, I feel like I've gone the other way now. And I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty simple. I think honestly, like doing a bit of a deep dive into uh, no pun intended, deep work and time blocking by near Ale is enough. I'm, I'm ordering deep work immediately. Yeah. Deep work. Great. And then, um, indistractable by near IL. Same um, guy. No, different guys different guys, different, different methods, but same outcomes and same ideas. Look, like just knowing like my intention for my day is this, these are the three things I'm going to do today. Installing some kind of like, I use an app called forest on my phone. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It I prevents you from, Oh, you got to use forest. So you open forest and it, it completely, uh, you grow a tree. The longer you keep the screen open, you grow a tree, you start the timer and it's a Pomodoro timer. Right. Okay. So if you guys are familiar with Pomodoro, Pomodoros are like a way to like get shit done in 25 minute blocks. So you go, okay, I've got a time block. It's two hours to work on um, alfalfa video clip titles. Okay, great. I'm going to start a timer for 25 minutes because you should only work 25 minutes at a time and then take five minute breaks. If you want to use Pomodoro style, you don't have to, but you open this app and boom, the tree starts to grow. If you exit the app, the tree dies. Simple gamified thing. And then also what happens is all your apps are locked and and you can't access them, right? So you do that combined with time blocking where when you're, you schedule time with yourself on your calendar. So it's a, that's why I'm a big calendar guy. It's not so much that I love meetings and things like that. It's that I go, okay, what is it that I'm meeting with myself to do right now? And what are the three most important things today? And I show up and have a meeting with myself and do that. Now, when that starts in the beginning, it's like you want to pick up your phone and open Twitter because the FOMC meeting just happened and you, and you catch yourself and it's like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm doing that thing. And that's really helpful. It's intention. It's just knowing like, that's it. That's the thing I'm doing. And I can tell you for sure, once I started doing this again, and I've done all these things for a decade, but you know, you go through cycles. I went kind of hit a rock bottom. I went back to doing it. Dude, coming back, taking a little break, setting up some time blocks, having a basic to-do list and um, blocking my distractions. I'm like, my brain is back. My best spirits are back my um, productivity, my actual productivity is back. I mean, it's like a profound difference. And I think people really like overlook how much these, this switching cost affects us of like moving between apps and to do's. It's, it's a very, very, very detrimental thing. I hear what you're saying, but where I've gotten stuck is that, for example, I use Twitter a lot. I, I do a lot of research on crypto, right? Twitter is a great place to do that. I've thought about having like like a MacBook, like a separate MacBook that has nothing installed on it, basically, where like I can't possibly get distracted. But then I'm like, mm, well, I need need Twitter. Right? right. And then I'm immediately gone, like immediately gone. Like I see the ooh shiny object on Twitter. It's designed to distract me. And I literally can't help it. I'm like on like a 15 minute tangent before I even catch myself and I'm, because I'm just like, Ooh, I don't know about this. And I have to like, I have to learn more. I have to read. It's like an infinite 
I feel like there's like an infinite capacity for me to like learn stuff. And like most of the stuff I do like is learning related. And that's why it's difficult for me because. But learning can be a date. It can be an appointment. It can be an appointment with yourself. I just and feel like can, I want to know all the things. No, but all it could the time, be a four hour like I never appointment. know everything. Could be a four hour appointment. But then, I feel like I would know less. Mm, I, don't, I don't know if that's true. I, I, I experimented with this because actually what I started to optimize for was more white space and time to do those things I enjoy doing. Like nobody really wants to just work all day long and do boring stuff. They want more time for freedom, for reading, for learning, for listening to podcasts. That can be scheduled time. That's like fun and nice to do. But it can be like this thing where when the thought comes, oh, I want to go to Twitter to look that up, it can be like, no, 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 that's later. That's at like three o'clock. That's when I do that. That's when I go do that research for the podcast or the article or the whatever it is. If it's scheduled, you get to look forward to it. And if you want more time, you can always expand that time. But I think that this, it's gotta be one thing at a time. Now, again, this is not easy. Like this shit is not easy. It's easier said than done. But then you have like, I don't know, like Eric, you have a very different like, perspective on this where it it isn't a problem in the first place why is that well i'm I'm mostly just observing right now and uh i i think my observations could be wrong but like what i'm what i'm picking up here is that um i'm seeing like two things there's like a personal side and a professional side and i think on the personal side if 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 i'm empathizing with you like um it just it feels like you're exhausted um like you have 514 unread text messages. It's not because you don't like these people. It's just because you're like, I just fucking can't. And like, I, I feel that like, I just went through a wedding weekend where, um, everyone's here for me. And like, I spent so much time with everyone that like by, by the end of the wedding, you know, it's like Sunday and Monday, my family's still here. And I just couldn't hang out with anyone anymore, but I was expected to, you know, like these are basically like real live versions of unread text messages. And I took myself out. I literally went and lied down like while everyone was still here, like family's still here. I was like, I can't, I went into my bed and I lied down. I was like, I just need a moment. So like, it sounds like that's what you're experiencing. And on the professional side, it's like, I can tell that, um, you know, we had, we had a conversation, uh, several episodes ago where you, you mentioned how you're an optimizer, right? And I, I know, I know that you want the most knowledge. I know you want all of it. And like, I know that when you make a trade, you go all the fuck in, you know, like, but you, you, I, I mean, a wise guy on our discord was telling somebody else, uh, you know, if, if a position is affecting your emotions, you're, you're over allocated. You know who said that? Fucking you did. Like, so if that, if that's impacting you so much, I think you should start, stop optimizing for dollars and, and consider optimizing for well-being. And like, you might call that satisficing, but to me, that's just like, it's a different form of optimization. It's like, it's just being healthier. It's like being healthier holistically. And, and to me, that's, that's the way. And I don't have the how to's. I just have like the, the the value system that tells me like, here's what I care about. And that's what I sort of like optimize for. Your point is well taken about the uh, position sizing was a large uh, influence in me sizing down this week. I think we all uh, think we can take on more than we can from time to time. And I'm, I'm certainly guilty of that. 
Um, and I, I do feel better uh, this week than I, I did last week, even though the market is much lower. Uh, so that's that. That's a good sign of that. Um, I still feel like I have work to do beyond that, though. And I like this idea of uh, I like this idea of segmenting my day. I think you li- like you literally block time on the it calendar feels- and then give yourself like some like open free time like in there. Yeah, like, I don't know do if you're do like it? me, but I am a freedom junkie, right? I don't like people telling me what to do. Oh, I love freedom. I like structuring my day. Love freedom. I, I, I just like, I don't like showing up for things when people tell me to show up for things. Like I, I like my, the way I want it. That said, you know, there are some really wise people out there like a Jocko or David Goggins, you know, discipline is freedom. Okay. Interesting. Discipline is freedom. Structure can be freedom. What does that mean? Why is that? I had to challenge myself very deeply on this idea, very, very deeply by reading things like Cal Newport or Near I All. And the reality you start to realize is that when you stop having to think about what to do, that's where the freedom is. You just show up. It's nice. You plan, you look at your week, you block it out, and you just show up. And then you do that thing. And that can be a form of freedom. And it is. And it's very nice. And again, I don't do it perfectly by any means whatsoever. And I'm continuously like configuring this. There are some other aspects that I think are very important for me. Like speaking like from my experience of what I went through that is similar to yours. Not like this is not advice to you. This is more like what worked for me. Um, If I don't exercise, meditate, get out of the house and eat some good fucking food that day, <laughs> I am miserable. Like, I just can't operate. I have to get some fresh air and get out of the house. I have to get that exercise in and get that blood flowing. Like, I can miss one day, two days a week of something like that. But if I don't take care of my basic bodily human needs, and if I don't, uh, as Eric is saying, kind of alluding to the same, like, put myself and my well-being first, I lose it. I lose it. So I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that then the next part of my personal algorithm is, well, all those inner game, check, productivity hacks, check, but prioritization, prioritization of values. So I do an annual exercise at the end of every year. I think I've talked about this. Nick talked about this when I was gone that one week. It's only been once, dude. Um, where he talked about his goal setting. And I was sad I missed that because I have like a super crazy goal setting thing that I do. And a a, a system, a, a life review system that I do every year. And it's like a fun little spreadsheet. And there's values in there, like friendship, uh, friendship and family, spirituality, health, um, wealth, you know, work. And my fucking hierarchy used to be so backwards. Everything was about work. That was number one. So if everything is going to be about work and success, of course you're going to just react and do what you got to do and just be you know, balls deep in whatever you're doing all day long. That's how I have, have been for many years. And it wasn't until December of last year when I did my annual review that I actually realized 
wait a second, I have my values backwards. And I, I think I talked about this, but I'll just say it again. It's like health obviously needs to be number one. If health is not number one, I'm not alive. Like you're dead. You're diseased. You're going to die if health is not number one. Number two, uh, some people would argue either relationships or spirituality. Like for me, I was like spirituality, my connection with consciousness and all the things we talked about in the mushrooms episode. It's very important to me. Number three, my relationships. Life is not complete without relationships. People live longer that have great relationships. I better have those. Work came like fourth or fucking fifth, man. And when you reprioritize, then what you do is you say, okay, task, importance level. Well, oh, paddle. That's the non-negotiable before the other thing or relationship. That's the non-negotiable that needs to go on the calendar before the work thing. And then all of a sudden what happens is work starts to have to work around everything else. And then life feels more balanced. That's what happened for me. And it, it, it was a game changer. It was a huge game changer. Yeah, that's good advice. I mean, it's funny. You, you got me thinking about, you remember when we started doing a uh, men's night during uh, COVID? And I was, yeah, I but, was, but, but the reason I, I pushed was, it a lot is also it was a value for me. But I, you remember how I was begging you not to do it on Wednesday nights? Yes. Because that's when I do uh, <laughs> my yoga, yoga night. His with, yoga night. Yes, with Andre Houlet, the, the greatest yoga teacher in the world in San Diego. <laughs> um, it's funny because I, I used to go to yoga like five days a week. When we broke that one like pivotal night from my schedule, I'm probably down to like one on average now. Did you hear that? It's completely We're responsible <laughs> for the breakdown. <laughs> and I, it's, I also it's, blame it, Armand. Yeah, <laughs> <I blame Armand. laughs> it's not so much that I'm blaming you for it. So it's to just illustrate no, like how fragile any sort of like equilibrium balance is in my life. Right. <laughs> it's like I feel right. like I'm just always on the verge of just something falling apart and just falling down like the black hole of like infiniteness because all the things I like if either feel compelled to do or like really want to do are just like infinite. I really am like just super compulsive. Like there are days where I'm like bored. I have nothing to do and I, I can literally play that stupid piano for like 11 hours straight until I just pass out. Like I just, I just won't stop. I think that has to be a muscle as well. Like uh, people talk about it in, in terms of diet and fitness. It's like if you, if you, mess up on one day of a diet does that take you down junk food for the next you know 17 days me yes or can or can you just like <laughs> get back can you just like, be like oh no that was a one-off and now i'm back like i think that's a skill it's a muscle it's, it's a man it's like i this learned. is a muscle is, i don't have yeah, yeah this is where i can't wait you know we're going to start having guests on soon and 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 doing more of that this is where i can't wait to have like world-class people for us to sit and talk to about this stuff to to understand it because we we're very knowledgeable human beings, but we can't be knowledgeable about everything. To have somebody that could sit down and explain like what's really happening in the brain here, I think, especially for someone like you, who requires logic and understanding to be able to make a decision that's beneficial for yourself, and I'm very much the same way, it's like it would help a lot. Like I can't help but think about that. It's like it's going to be. Very I would look forward to that. Interesting and profound. I guess. Uh, I guess we have to wrap it up here, but I, I think my biggest you're in charge buddy. takeaways from. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should wrap it up. Yeah. We, should, we should we should be dense. I okay. like being dense. Yeah, dense um, is good. But I, I think my biggest takeaways here is like a lot of the source of my uh, is um, a it's the tasks. It's the rapid task switching. It's just going back and forth between too many things. Um, 
which is sort of related to another thing you said that I think is really important, which is to have intention for how you spend your time, uh, which I definitely don't unless like I am either playing like, like paddle or pickleball or something, in which case like I'm on that court and I'm just playing and I'm in the zone or I'm like playing music. Right. Um, but other than like in those like kind of forced constraint environments, like I, I definitely don't have enough intention and that lack of intention causes me to just kind of like flip back and forth between nine things and it creates anxiety and it like creates like a total lack of productivity. And then I end my day feel anxious and like I didn't do anything, which sucks. Um, and it sounds like the main, like if I could just 80, 20, this, it sounds like the solution to me is to like, I have to implement some sort of, uh, intention, like time blocking into my week because in a world where I have like 15 things to do that are important and three of them could be like infinite. Like there's no end to them. There's no end to the amount of time I could spend like researching coins and looking at charts. Um, I have to force some sort of like stopping mechanism into it. Cause otherwise my life is sort of like, it's like the infinite scroll of the Twitter feed where it just, it just goes and it just, it just never ends. Um, I think a good mantra is that discipline is freedom. It may, it's like a good reminder of like, it, it allows us to do all those things you just described. It's like it encapsulates it in a way. And look, there are some people out there that can just like casually handle it and switch back and forth. But I don't know, man, I think based on what I know about you and, and, and our friendship, like you got a lot of brain power and you got to like, it's like a tool, right? So you got to treat it with respect. It's the way I treated the mushrooms. It's like, it's a tool. You got to treat it with respect. It, it requires some constraints and some balance and some, you can't just let it like w- fucking just be unwieldy and, 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 and free because it just, it will go forever. And then all of a sudden you'll pay the cost. And like, th- I think that's what happened to me. I let my... I thought that freedom was like letting my curiosities just like go forever, you know? And that's where I landed. I was like, wait a second. I thought that this was happiness to just follow these pursuits forever. But really, actually, it led me into like a a, a kind of like unhealthy place where I wasn't taking care of myself anymore. And, And I realized like, oh, that's actually not the answer to just give myself unlimited freedom. I don't think that's good. Discipline might be freedom. Unlimited freedom is a trap. I don't know. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a topic for another time though. Yeah. <laughs> Just really good shit. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you. I, Thank you I for got proposing some this alpha. topic and uh, yeah, I learned, I learned a lot from both of you. I love you guys. I love you. I love you too, brother. Love Bath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, we're missing Nick. Love uh, Bath, Nick. See you, Nick. We'll see you next week. Everybody, um, hop in the discord. Show us, uh, Tell us what you think.